0: Uka chaka, hookah hookah oka chaka, oka, oka, hookah chaka, hookah oka, oka, chaka, uka uka
1: It's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now let's get to the show. Mm.
0: Yeah, you turn the Yo feeling.
1: Easily the greatest use of the word Uga Chaka. I'm not sure there's a second
0: That's one of the It's actually one of the early songs That got me into classic rock Believe it or not Know the band? Is that the Blue Suede version?
1: Yeah, absolutely Classic Uh, Nice
0: I think B.J. Thomas. I, I'm not sure if B.J. Thomas was part of Bruce Wade or if he has, I think he has a slightly different version.
1: Yes, but I I believe it's one and the same. It's not the same. There's different versions, but I believe he's part of both. That's what I
0: thought. Oh, okay. There's Yeah, The one one version is by far superior. I, I I'm Th- not That's sure the one.
1: That's I could only hear
0: it through the computer through your end. So that's I the wouldn't. one
1: that I grew up with. If, if you think it's a different one, uh, talk to me next week, but that's the one that I grew up with for sure. But uh, yeah, I
0: put that up there with like I don't like Mondays, Werewolves of London, yeah. Uh, maybe Bob Seger's old Time Rock and Roll as like the songs as a you know nine year old that got me into classic rock. W- was that song Paradise in... by Dashboard Light, American Pie? These were some early favorites. And I can it... remember a mixtape uh, that I had. With it's, uh, it's a, so a lot strange, of those like.
1: I, I remember the day that it happened. I've told you this story multiple times. Like the day somebody kind of snapped me out of the terrible music that I was listening to. Um, I believe the band that I always use as an example was Technotronic. <laughs> like for some reason I was like, I like Technotronic. Yeah, um, I think
0: mine was Poison, but that might have been a little later. Yeah, I started still. with
1: that. I was, I, I, I went from like, uh you know, I was full on 80s hairband band. I loved every second of it like every 80s hair band song i was obsessed with and that's that was my favorite thing of all time from white snake to great white to everything in between didn't care loved guns and roses they were my favorite poison i saw live multiple times i've told that story before haven't i the poison yes. and warrant concert where mm-hmm. <laughs> the lead singer of warrant uh used very foul language and my father looked like he was about to kill me um but there was uh, there was a definitive moment so i'm more from that to kind of more like i don't to say it wasn't hip hop i don't know what it was but you know really awful pop hop like cnc music factory and uh, you know young mc and all that it stuff it was
0: dark days man in the early 90s it was dark dark days well
1: then i was at some summer retreat or something late for, 80s for early two 90s weeks, was rough and i have this uh, conversation thinking i'm an intellectual about guitar with this guy uh, he was my like counselor, uh, de facto counselor, I guess for the for the week, and uh, I was like, yeah, you know, Clapton's the greatest guitar player ever, and da da and I named you know just basically Jimi Hendrix, just you know uh, the the uh, the generic answers you would give right uh, if you were reading an article, and the guy's like, you ever hear of Trey Anastasio? And I was like, huh? no, I have not. Who is that? That's a funny name. He's like, all right, come here, and he busts out a group of tapes. And the first song he played was Sample in a Jar. And I'll never forget my like reaction at the end of that song. Cause you know how that song just like wails at the end with a guitar just like yeah. crushing it. I was just like, Oh <laughs> like, what's that? And that was it. I, I literally never listened to the other stuff ever again. It was from that point I think forward. that was
0: the first song I liked too. So I, I was right in at the right same probably the same exact that time. Was,
1: I was I was fourteen. So as soon as that hit, then I became into Blues Traveler, Dave Matthews. Uh, and as soon as I got into those current bands, I started going right back to Zeppelin, Floyd, Allman Brothers, and all of that, and The Dead, and all of that stuff. So that's, well, that's it, how, how really I got crazy. back to
0: it. As much as I loathe Dave Matthews, I probably liked Dave Matthews before I even liked Fish because I didn't really start to get into Fish. Dude,
1: I promise you, for a four Jerry or five year period, he was as good as it gets. For a yeah, four...
0: his, he's got two or three albums, and his early stuff is great. And if you it's were in the small
1: crowds at the time when he had the full lineup and they were all at their peak, yeah, it was they were awesome. That was the best. I, I mean, I've never. It's just
0: what he's done since those three albums, and I hold him. One hundred percent responsible for
1: the early breakup of fish, yes, there's no question. Yes. There's yeah, and just I, I, a
0: complete and just a complete lack of Fish being fish for a while, you know what I mean? Like it's almost Dave? like a we lost a decade of fish.
1: Well, listen, because of Dave we, we've Matthews. named the disease. It's a very we, long we have, story.
0: We don't have to go. Into we have now. we have
1: Gin Blossoms disease, and what else do we have? We have if you, Dave Matthews. If Syndrome. You ever
0: want to buy me a, a beer at the bar when they open again? I'll tell you my whole story on why I dislike Dave Matthews so much. But <laughs> it is a fact that Trey was jealous of Dave and it, it, caused Trey to stop uh, being. What made them the, the their best, and instead try to Be write pop anthems?
1: Right. Well, um, I I believe I've told you that Jim Blossom's disease is when a band can't make anything that sounds like one song. Like every other offshoot of a song sounds like the song that they made. Um, but there's also Dave Matthews syndrome, and Dave Matthews syndrome is when you become so super famous that the insane creativity you had has totally dried up, and you start writing songs like "Where Are You Going." And then your concert comes (laughs) to a grinding halt as everybody in the audience that was used to jamming for three and a half hours, sweating their face off, just absolutely blasted beyond belief, is listening to you with the spotlight playing, where are you going? And uh, that was that. So just saying the syndrome is real.
0: Um, uh, easily worst concert I've ever been to Dave Matthews at Foxborough Probably 98, you know, w- within a year Either way, that direction I had the last seat in the house Like literally the way that that stadium is set <laughs> up I was in the last row And he played all like new stuff It was <laughs> just beyond maddening It was like, like this Now I've seen him a couple times since And it's been better but, man, Well, we were at
1: one. We, we were at a show that was just ridiculous. You remember that Binghamton what, in show? What, Syracuse in 96?
0: Binghamton.
1: Binghamton in 96. Binghamton. Remember? Binghamton in 96. Yeah, we drove down to the Binghamton War Memorial. Okay. Was-
0: <laughs> See, I thought that was in
1: Syracuse. That's no. how...
0: That was the shape I was in.
1: Uh, we went to a one in Syracuse. It was Binghamton, an hour, and but a half I wasn't away. with you. I don't know, I remember. Uh, Syracuse and Binghamton were on the same tour. We went to the Syracuse show. You were with Spags and a group of guys, uh, and I was. I was, I was say
0: the Binghamton one. Yeah, was way better. you and I just Sarah. went
1: alone to Binghamton. It was on God, a God. Sunday night. One of the best shows I've ever been to. Um, that all right, was, we're gonna that get. Was a we're going to get right into it here on episode 163. I incorrectly labeled last week 163. is actually 162, but you'll get over it, people. Oh, I lost the whole week, Joe. Come on. I'm sorry. I know. Um, Make all sure right. you send the paycheck for 62 and sixty three. Oh, That's crazy. Uh, what musical artist has released Sheboink, a box of hygiene products that includes hand sanitizer and face masks? It's
0: got to be uh, my man Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons? Is that
1: his <laughs> name? Yeah. The guy for Kiss. <laughs> yeah. He markets everything, doesn't he? He has coffins. He'd be right yeah. on top yeah. of that, right? Kiss,
0: kiss everything, right? Kiss yeah, bottoms. but would he
1: call it sheboink? He would call it Kiss everything. everything. I,
0: I, there, there easily could be a thing in the Kiss. I know nothing about Kiss, so easily that could be a big song of theirs, and that's why it was called that. Like I, Oh, yeah,
1: you know what I mean? that's true. And he probably I, has one, too. I bet, you he, I mean, I know I bet you he does. Or he's listening to this and is thinking, all right, I'm on it.
0: All I know is my favorite Kiss song is when Ace freely left Kiss and made a song on his own.
1: What? New York, <laughs> uh, yeah, Str- New York Groove, <laughs> New York Groove, back in the new, yeah. The only
0: Kiss song I like. Is oh, come actually, on.
1: Kiss has a handful of good songs. Fine, they have
0: three songs. They have three songs I like. I'll give them three.
1: They got four.
0: All right, I'll give you four. Fine, they got four songs.
1: All right, that's that's as but far it's as not I go. Worth
0: all the, It's Not worth all the makeup. I mean, no. I, I, I can't stand looking at them. No, it's just no. And the tongue,
1: not not a fan. And
0: uh, every, I, I just, I find it revolting.
1: I do find it hilarious that Lois from uh, Family Guy's story arc includes an affair with Gene Simmons. For some reason, that's, that that <laughs> appeals to me. <laughs> and you know who he's married to?
0: He, yeah, I do. He's married to uh, a woman named Shannon Tweed. <laughs> yes, star of Cinemax during my early teens.
1: Yeah, I was about to say Shannon Tweed would undoubtedly be the first person i ever fantasized about in my life there's no question there's no question yeah, well,
0: she was in like what 470 cinemax movies Ugh. from Ugh. 1989 oh, to 1994
1: remember when it was tasteful and artistic and there was a plot too it was always like her mixed up in some murder mystery and a cop always broke in and she was taking a bath
0: that was way too much plot There was way, way too, too
1: much plot but you know what as a kid it didn't matter you had three and a half minutes of total nudity over the course of two hours. I'm in. I'm in.
0: I will credit it. that That's where I realized the difference of good acting and bad acting.
1: This is for sure. Yeah, there was Cinemax acting. Um, okay, so any and guesses? It's not Kiss, but uh, you you haven't seen uh, this. Uh, I didn't send this to uh, you, the, the Sheboink uh, Pack.
0: <laughs> the Sheboink Pack. Yeah,
1: it is a yellow box, and it's literally like face masks, hand sanitizer, butt wipes, like all this stuff to just be like... Uh, to disinfect yourself.
0: Is this a female artist?
1: No. And it would be honestly the last person in the world I would have ever guessed. So if you haven't seen it, it's not you're not gonna get it. But All it's right, like so it was I'll one of those Drake. things. Yeah, great answer. It's post Malone.
0: Mm. Post Malone. Now
1: when I think sanitary, Nick, I
0: don't that's think of not face the guy. <laughs>
1: No, that's not the I guy the that immediately comes to mind when I think of sanitary. I mean, what do I know? Maybe that's being hypocritical. But uh, face Have tattoos. Have we talked and about sanitary. Post Malone
0: at all on the podcast before, or am I imagining things?
1: I don't know. I mean, I think we talked about what artist got his name from a uh, Carl Malone nick, you know, from the nickname of. Uh, oh, okay. A player. like because yeah, I learned years something ago.
0: interesting about Post Malone without trying to, which is. He started out, he's like a huge Nirvana fan.
1: Huge Nirvana fan. I have an hour of him playing all of Nirvana's greatest hits. It got like a oh, million right. and a half yeah, views. It, it actually is pretty good. It's awesome. And you know who the drummer was on that? I'll blow your uh, mind. Post, yeah, Post, Post Malone. Malone's drummer is a famous drummer. There's only a handful of famous drummers out there. But I'll give Beam you his- Dean No, Nah, it's a great answer. But Travis Barker. You know yeah, that?
0: I do know him. I should have known that. I actually didn't now that you're saying it, I didn't know. Yeah. Blink one eighty two, right? You got it.
1: Blink 182s drummer. So post Malone and you know has a very rock vibe, even though he does, you know, uh R and B stuff and whatever. Was that is. Travis
0: Barker in like a plane crash?
1: Yeah. With
0: EJAM or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, and he survived. Uh, he survived and AM didn't, right? Yeah, I think so. Yep. yep. That's crazy. All right, what do you got? Uh let's see.
0: All right, I got a. Uh, p- 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 I got this one for you here. Do I want to do music since you just gave me? A mu- yeah, I'll give you a music. Since you gave me a music question, I'll give you a music question. Yeah, that's fine. The next stuff I have isn't. It's very general. I am asking you this in uh, reverse, as I am asking, or you know, as will be asked to the audience. But who became famous after duetting with John Cougar Mellencamp on the song "Wild Night"? Extra 10 points if you could spell it correctly.
1: There's no chance I could spell it correctly.
0: <laughs> no, I just, I'm just kidding.
1: You're funny. Um,
0: Extra 10 points if you could pronounce it correctly.
1: I saw her live, Nick. Have I ever told you that? I, and I, I'm going to blank on the name. I told you I went to this really, really yes. weird concert. Jeez, what was it? I think it was Blues Traveler with the New Jersey Philharmonic. Right. Do you remember this? Does this ring a bell at all? Because I I knew you at the time, uh, but it was it was really early on. And it was the worst concert I've ever been to. I I almost like like I demanded my money back. They came out and played like five songs. There was an hour and 45 minute delay to start the thing. I want to say like her name is like Michelle something. Right. It's Michelle. You got Michelle. That's all I'm going to get.
0: And again, I'm torturing you with this. I'm not going to ask you. I- I'm going to ask everybody. Michelle blank became oh, okay. famous well, after still, the wedding I mean, with what? With right, what? Right.
1: God? But oh, okay. Michelle. Oh, oh, oh I say, I say, I say, I say, I see. Um, yeah. It's like Michelle Monet, something. It's got a Frenchy thing to it.
0: Well, here's the problem with it it starts any word that starts ND. It's just not meant to. That's not right. supposed to be NB.
1: No, it. No, yeah. You do- can't
0: y- say the word, the letters N and D
1: no. to wh- start a word. What is it?
0: <laughs> it just doesn't make
1: sense. So wh- how does it? How's it pronounced? Michelle. N- it's N-D- like Endoyer. Giocello. Yeah, Michelle Endiochello. That's how it's pronounced. Michelle Endiochello. Yep, right, that's tough. Uh, there you go. Yeah, there's do you know m- the song. Uh, do I know her song? No. Do you know the song that she duetted with? Oh, John Wild Nights, of course. Wild Nights. The remake of Van Morrison. That's yep. the only reason I agreed to go to the show. I was like, she's opening up for this Blues Traveler thing. I was like, well, she did Wild Nights with John Mellencamp. How bad can she be? The answer to that, bad. If you ever wonder, like, oh, I'm going to go see this, how bad can it be?
0: Well, I was actually supposed to go next week to see Trey with the Philadelphia Symphony.
1: You see that, I would see. Any day of the week. Um, That's a different I,
0: They postponed it till next year. All right. My, uh, my wife got me tickets for... Oh, that's awesome. Just something.
1: Uh, yeah, you know. well, I'm glad I could remember Michelle, but uh and I dig the version of Wild Nights. I thought the version they did is very good. Uh I have no I have no problem. I don't with know it.
0: that they need, I, I don't know that the version is any better than Van Morrison's though. And, it's not. And it it, it, it to, to me when you take a song, you better top it or else you're well, just Well, it was
1: just they're singing just tra- karaoke. It was a money it was a money grab and it was uh was also a good uh duet. You know what I mean as opposed I, to a I think a they made song. it too
0: much exactly the same as Van Morrison's, which if you're doing that live in concert, I'm all for it. But if you're going to like re-record it, do an MTV video, and then release it on an album.
1: You know what, though, bro? A lot of times it's just a record studio saying, you owe us one, put something out. It's like, I don't have anything. Well, here you go. Just take this and do it. So Yeah, uh, we own the rights to this. We own the rights
0: to this anyway. Right. So So just
1: do it. It'll be a hit. I don't have a problem with it because you just don't know behind the scenes like what drove that decision to well,
0: make. Well, I, I, I will say, I think you hit on something. I believe John Cougar just ran out of gas. At so a he, point. Probably, right. he probably owed them one. Like I, he I'll said. tell
1: you what, he wrote a song, Peaceful World, not long ago that I think is one of his best songs. I, uh-huh. I think it's. Uh-huh. Absolutely, I'll have to fanta- listen to it's, it's an absolutely then, because, yeah, fantastic song. It. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play us out on it if you can remind me at the end. It's a, it's a. Right. Damn, do we need it right now? Oh my god, it is. Well, you a, don't like the way things are going? No, not a fan. I'm, I'm pretty much having a very bad couple of days, as I'm sure everybody in America is, based on current events that are occurring right now is
0: the word libtard offensive i I don't know that's what i'm trying to figure out
1: it definitely is (laughs) (laughs) anyhow uh let's move on to uh, these last two general knowledge questions that i got for you nick i have either a true or false question or i have a like you know a sciencey question you can have either one you might have both if you want yeah man let's go let's go sciencey first all right if a bird nidifies, what is it it just done has it eaten its young, built a nest, or migrated for the season? If it nidifies, hey, what is the word? Nidifies, N-I-D-I. I'm gonna say ate its young. Right? Oh my god! Isn't that the worst thing in the world when you hear that? It's like, oh my god, what what animals? Now nah, it just means building a nest, but, oh, it's, but it totally sounds like eating the young. <laughs> it does. And the fact that it nepotism, like that's <laughs> totally does. And the fact that I have that as a choice, I just want to see what percent people eat the young. Good options though, right? If you're gonna do yep. a multiple choice question, that's how it you do it. It does not sound
0: like building a nest at all. It does
1: not sound like I. It, the first thing I thought of when I read the word was that sounds like eating the young, and that's how that question was born. And sometimes you the podcast is time. necessary for things like that because I can get that story out there.
0: All uh, right, let me see if you know this. What? Uh, what the? I what hero? Can't answer that. What hero was created in 1914 by Edgar Rice Burroughs? What hero was created in 1914 by Edgar Rice Burroughs? And I just, I found this interesting because it's such a hero that we all know, yet its creator just doesn't seem to. uh,
1: Well, I, I feel like from a timeline standpoint, I know that Superman and Batman were 40s, 1940s, I feel like. Um, yes, you're right. So, it it might have been
0: 39. Like it right, might right there,
1: right there. So I'm going to say Captain America.
0: I didn't say what superhero. I uh, said, said what, what hero.
1: Oh well. All right. What hero was created in 1914?
0: But I think you're making my point that Edgar Rice Burroughs. It's surprising that this, that name just doesn't jump out as the creator of this. I have never heard character. that
1: name before this moment. <laughs>
0: right. And, when you hear this, when you hear this character, you're gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, I've known this character since I was five years old." Like it's right,
1: but but hero is the uh, I'm character. Okay, go ahead. Who's the character? You give up? Yeah, I mean, I've never heard of this man. It's not a superhero, so you're just saying it's a hero. Yeah, it's a hero, like a literature hero. Oh, a became. literature hero, like a yeah, kid's hero or something.
0: 1914, yeah, so it's before TV, but yeah. there's also been TV shows, there's been movies, there's been, I mean, it's a Right, okay, a hero. okay, yeah, yeah. A heroic figure,
1: heroic character. A heroic character, right, so yeah. a la, you know, like Sherlock Holmes, even though it's not, because we know who created that, that type of thing. He right, could, he could be and, a, and all
0: of these, all these literature heroes, I just feel like we know instantly who created them, but...
1: Like the hardy, like James Bond, you know, Ian Fleming. Uh, Right, for some
0: reason, Edgar Rice Burroughs just just didn't get any of this. But his uh, character
1: lives on, is what you say? Oh, yeah, big time. Has he appeared in both, like, TVs and movies? Yes. Oh, wow. And he was first created in 1914. Is he American?
0: I believe so, but he could be British without me... Knowing off the top of my head, but my guess would be he was American. Hmm. It's not like we didn't know him growing, uh, who he was growing up as kids. I mean, it, it's it's. Man, this
1: is a great question. It's, 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 it's probably one of the. I can't even think of somebody yeah, that fits fish. this criteria. That, that's American what's amazing fiction. to me. I Can't even think of somebody that fits this.
0: Uh, I mean, we've probably all pretended to be him at one time or another. Really? Oh yeah, you you know. His uh, love interest—you would know the name of his love interest. You would.
1: Uh, oh, this is driving me crazy now. <laughs> this is getting worse. I mean, every, you probably know every, his backstory. Yeah, every uh, fact you're giving is making me more nuts. Um, how do I not? How is this not coming? At all? Like, I, I can't even. It's
0: funny because sometimes when I do these and you get them right away, and I'm like, "God, ah, didn't you know?" Just. But then sometimes I'm like, man, I wonder if this is so little known that. You're going to be like, wow. And,
1: I, well, I could look, absolutely look tell you out. I've never heard of this person before. Okay, that I know. For starters, 1914, if he was being created, like like Dick Tracy?
0: I could tell you his significant other, and I think you would get it instantly. Okay, yeah, okay.
1: Jane. Tarzan? Yeah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> okay. Yeah, I could see. I mean, H- hero is where that's where i i it's weird like you're right on all senses it's just i don't view tarzan as having ever done anything like
0: well, Tarzan is definitely a hero if you've seen any. Yeah, I mean, if you
1: if you watch the movies, he he saves Jane and you know fights against whatever. But but yes, I, I get it. It's just like I mean, he's
0: defined as a heroic adventurer. I mean, that's kind of his. You
1: know. Nick, it fits a thousand percent, not just a hundred. <laughs> it's just for me. Like when you say hero, Tarzan's the last guy that comes to mind. Have I <laughs> pretended to be him? Yes. Do I know his love interest? Yes. But I've just, it's just weird. I just don't think of him as, like, somebody I, like, admire. Be like, you know who we really need in the world? Tarzan. Because I feel like the guy wouldn't be able to, what am I going to talk to him about? Sports? Living in a jungle. Raised by apes. What do we have in common? Politics? I don't know. Uh, All right. True or false, you ready? Yeah. True or false, April Fool's Day is called Boob Day in Spain. Hmm. I've had a lot of time on my hands. You know that. Three yeah, months of I'll, quarantine. Say tr-
0: I'll say true. Yes,
1: it is all true. right. All right. <laughs> Isn't that great?
0: I was like, Am I going to fall for this?
1: <laughs> yep. If you celebrate Boob Day in Spain. I was waiting for you to say,
0: no, Boob Day in Spain is
1: something completely different. Nope. <laughs> it's April <laughs> Fool's Day. Boob Day. Isn't that great? Yeah. I'm a fan. Uh, sports. Hit me with your best or second sports. best shot. Sports. All right. Sport. Let me see here By the way, I hope I didn't kill baseball last week By declaring it coming back And now the union's fighting like cats oh, that, and dogs That's what I
0: said, when you, when you declare it coming back I'm like, dude, they got a mile and a half To get this the done climb. Because the, the owners and the players are just Pigs Not yet yeah. the, the only thing is, they need to come back so badly And in this absence of other sports The fact that they're not is just stupid. It's a disgrace
1: It's not smart Not
0: smart not huh. smart. I mean, and they are losing. Like I, I have, you know, I have cousins in my twenties. They don't Zero care interest. about they don't care about baseball. Yeah,
1: it's like cricket at, now. Baseball's oh. like turning into cricket. Just, like well, thing that like, old people do.
0: We're hanging along by like guys like us whose parent you know, whose fathers were into it, who yeah. passed it down to us, and our fathers, who were still, you know, the ones that are still alive, still following uh, their local teams, but I mean, it is just—it's yeah, hard, it's a disaster.
1: And it's funny. Just- right after we're done with the podcast, I have a call with the regional director of Little League for uh, this entire area to talk about trying uh, to bring it back to Atlantic City as part of what I'm working on with youth soccer as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's like, you know how many times it started and failed in <laughs> Atlantic City? Like a record number of charters have been revoked. <laughs> Isn't that
0: funny? Oh, man. Yep. Uh, so, all right, let me get to a question here. I, I've got a, I've got a monster for you, but I'm going to save that for my second question. I'm going to try it, you out on this one. Who is the only player? Uh, I'm going to give you his nickname here. Nicknamed Mr. Big Shot. Who is the only player with a winning record, including the playoffs, against Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Kobe Bryant? There's only one player with a winning record, including the playoffs, against Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Kobe Bryant, nicknamed Mr. Big Shot.
1: Mr. Big Shot. And it ain't Big Shot Bob because it's a totally different name.
0: Right. Right. It's not Big Shot Bob. Now I feel like, how did this guy have the nickname Mister Big Shot, and then they gave Bob?
1: Bob came Big first, Bob? man. Bob, came, who's that? Bob came first. Oh, you know the answer to this? Well, I just know by the timeline that you gave me that Bob came first. I know when.
0: I don't think so. I think this guy got Mister Big Shot before Bob became Big Shot Bob. I could be wrong. I could be wrong.
1: Well, he came, league, like, he came into the league. He came um, into the league, hoary, in the '92 draft. Right, but he didn't get the nickname Big Shot Bob in '92. No, hell no. He didn't get it for like a decade. Got he got it with the Lakers when he was with the Lakers.
0: All uh, right, so maybe <clears throat> maybe he was maybe he was first then. Let let, let me see if I could pinpoint. Whew,
1: what a question, Mister Big Shot. That I've never heard of. He's Mr. Big Shot, huh? Let's see who actually. Mr. Big
0: Shot. Now, I will say uh, this is a tough question, especially not knowing the nickname, but there's one component to this that makes it a little bit more gettable if you think about the fact that he got the best of Kobe Bryant in the playoffs. If you use sort of that as a. Mm-hmm mm-hmm mm-hmm
1: hmm wow, totally not my wheelhouse. I was a little bit tuned out to the Lakers whole run at that stage. That's when my Knicks depression yeah was it
0: is it's a little
1: bit it falls a little bit wasn't paying attention very much, but I still remember enough to to kind of to kind of know. Um was it Dwayne Wade? No. Well, he never played against MJ unless it was against uh MJ and uh when he was on the Wizards.
0: This guy played against MJ once MJ was post post Bulls. That's why I think That's that's why I that, figured so, he was, he played so,
1: against him on the, the wizards.
0: Exactly. So yeah, that's, that's why anybody uh, would have a winning record against MJ. It's because it was when. So that's what I'm saying. If you could put these pieces together, like who played when MJ was at the end with the wizards, got the best of Kobe in the playoffs. And also before LeBron went totally LeBron got LeBron. And, and like, that's sort of the window and how you have to, how you have to figure it out. Hmm. It's not easy. I was just thinking if you was Dirk could come Nowitzki, up with a team, you should be able to know the team that beat the Lakers in the Dirk Nowitzki. No, no, oh, okay. You're thinking of the team that beat the Heat.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that was the Mavericks.
0: What was the team that beat the Lakers in the finals to end Kobe and Shaq's run? They were a huge underdog. Uh,
1: was it the Pistons?
0: Yes. So now you have the team. So who Richard the... Hamilton? No, nah, he wasn't Mr. Big Shot. This guy's a five-time like all NBA player. He's not like a yeah. He's not a he's not he's not a you know. Not somebody who's not a
1: No, I just have uh, to think of the um uh, of the Pistons players. Like again, not my um not my not my absolute wheelhouse, but uh so if it's not He was definitely the best player on that Pistons so team. If it's like, not Rip Hamilton. Um Fucking oh, oh uh, is it is it the dude that went to Colorado? Yeah, he went to Denver. He went to, yeah, he played he played Denver for a long time, but he also went to the University of Colorado. Uh, uh, uh Billups Chauncey Billups. You got it, you got it.
0: Yep, Colorado Buffaloes. You got it. All right.
1: Yep. I, yeah, I, he, I didn't even realize that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was when I actually followed the NBA draft. So, and, and he was like. A, um, On the Knicks. The Knicks were desperate for a point guard. Uh, oh, man. I think he actually fucking played for the Knicks eventually. He came over in a trade at some point. I, I don't he know. Played I for played a the, bunch of teams. Played for everybody. I, yeah, uh, he did
0: play for the Knicks in 2011.
1: There you go. Yep. Like a trillion seasons too late.
0: Yeah, five time All Star, finals MVP, um, two time NBA. Yeah. Defensive
1: yeah, well, uh, that, that was, he's the only guy that Pistons MJ, team was some Kobe, team. And that's that's some uh, that's some. Yeah, well, he doesn't really have anything against MJ. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just it just Kobe it and LeBron. Fun. But yeah, no, I mean, but did he ever win a? T- well, he won a title with Detroit. So there you go. Yeah, that was it. That, that was, was it. And, and they only won one, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, really. They they're I think the biggest underdogs in a finals to win the finals since. I, I'm you know what? Maybe Toronto this year was bigger underdogs before golden. Cause that, that series started with Kevin Durant and clay Thompson healthy.
1: Oh yeah. That's right. Last
0: year. So Toronto was a huge underdog um, in that series, but I think they're either the biggest underdogs since, or, you know, or even still,
1: you know who they had on that team. There's one other guy that I remember who was one of my Wallace. my favorite. Nah, he, that's not the guy that I like. Yeah, he 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 was a, a throwback to the Bad Boys though, Rasheed Wallace yeah. for sure. When they had yeah, him. they
0: were a great defense. But team. no,
1: they had Tayshon Prince.
0: Yeah, Tayshon Prince. R-
1: remember actually. that dude, that lanky yeah. ass small forward who could shoot threes from the corner like it was nobody's business. I loved him. Oh my god, that dude was something to watch. He went to Kentucky, I think, Tayshaun Prince, didn't he?
0: Yeah, th- well, they were – that was really, between Rip Hamilton and Tayshaun Prince, I hated that t- Pistons
1: team. Oh, and Chauncey Billups and Rash- Rashid Wallace. That's a good team, man. That's a, Yeah. Yeah, well, NBA champions, so there you go. All right, that's an awesome question. Um, I mean, it took me a million years to get there, but that's all right. I got two great ones for you. So, I'll start you off with the baseball one, then I'll do my basketball one second since you just gave me basketball. Um, who played Pop Fisher, Roy Hobbs' coach in The Natural?
0: Well, you know, it's funny. As much as I love that movie, I definitely did not overwatch it. I- I've only seen it a handful of times.
1: Well, I'm convinced that when they made Major League, they like modeled the Lou Brown after Pops. Like, imagine So it's not
0: if- Burgess Meredith?
1: <laughs> no. It's not All Burgess right. Meredith, but it's a it's a name almost exactly as awesome.
0: Uh, How about we give to – I'm in between two guesses here. Um, All right, I'm going to say Ernest Borgnine.
1: Nope. This man is mostly famous, mostly famous for hawking morning food.
0: This man is famous for hawking morning food? Correct. Like breakfast?
1: Yes. If there is an actor in the world synonymous with breakfast, it is this man. Like sausages? No. So it's not Jimmy Dean? No. Right? No, he wasn't an actor. No,
0: no. <laughs> it's
1: a right, sausage so maker, say it, Nick.
0: Say, say it again.
1: Say it again. This man is famous for breakfast food. He, he is the, the biggest thing he ever did in his career is breakfast food. If you ask one out of every, I would say, out of every ten people you ask this man, nine of them will say, oh, yeah, breakfast food.
0: <laughs> is Is the name Earl in his name? No. <laughs>
1: That's a good one, too, though.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know, man. You got me.
1: Wilford Brimley.
0: Wilford Brimley?
1: Yes, the Quaker Oats spokesman.
0: Oh, shoot. See, you know what? When I think of Wilford Brimley, I picture him sitting on top of a pony talking about diabetes medication.
1: Yep, same thing. <laughs> that, that <laughs> he hawks some products. I'm Wilford Brimley for diabetes. I'm Wilford Brimley for products you ever of America. see that horse
0: that yes. he's sitting on and <laughs> yes. the horse's the horse's head is like an inch off the crown uh, just hanging his head. I mean, eat. I
1: almost feel like that isn't re- <laughs> like that's that's like a green screen you know know what i mean it's not even real sitting
0: on that horse and it's like oh my god could you get him a bigger horse somebody
1: i don't think that's a big enough horse horse. that is not a big enough horse (laughs) for this guy what are you thinking that's hysterical but yeah wilford brimley played pops he's the coach of uh of uh the new york knights in the natural
0: good one Good one. People should get it. I just got me in a blind spot there.
1: Well, I actually have it, it says known for hawking breakfast cereals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot that he was the Quaker Oats guy. He's
1: completely oh, forgot. I mean, he, that's what he does.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's I just completely forgot it. Oh boy. All what? right, I got a Monster here for you. I love it. I have one back. You got to get three out of five to get 10 points. If you get five out of five, I'll give you 20. And there's eight correct answers. Mm. So, so just to right, – there's eight correct answers. You give me five guesses. If you go five for five, it's worth 20 points. If you go three for five, it's worth 10. You should go I, – I, I'll be surprised if you don't go three for five. But five for five is going to be tough. Here we go. Name any five of the eight players – since the 1969 NFL draft to be taken number one overall and are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There's been eight players since the 1969 draft selected number one overall that have landed themselves in Canton. Give me five guesses. You get three out of five for 10 points. That's like getting the question right, but all five is worth 20.
1: Okay, so eight players drafted number one overall since 1965 who are
0: in Canada. There's six before then, but we're not counting those guys.
1: Okay. Elway, number one pick. Gotcha.
0: You got him. Sorry, I should have said you got him, not gotcha.
1: Yeah, gotcha is usually I gave the obvious wrong answer. I said the wrong Um, thing. Did Manning already get in the Hall of Fame? No, Manning is not in the Hall of Fame. This will be have another answer once that is done. Hmm.
0: Yeah, hopefully we can get two more guys, and it, it's gonna be a bonus question. To, you know, do a ten out of ten, uh, you know, a ten for ten bonus question. Because I I, I would have done the ten out of the fourteen or whatever. The guys who were before nineteen sixty nine are so hard. It, it's uh, just it's, I it's
1: I don't just, even know any names. It's not even worth yeah, it. Yeah, it's not. Jay Burwagger. Bruce Smith was the number one pick.
0: Yeah, I thought he was a little bit of the tougher ones there. So you got him. Two for two, only three to go. I think he's going to get there, folks. Getting Bruce Smith, I, I was kind of on the fence, but you needed to get one of
1: these tougher not, ones. This is not an easy question, man. Like
0: I'm not saying it is. You follow there, the draft.
1: So. I know. But there's – there's. Um, so you, you got to just focus heavily, 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 heavily on running backs. Uh, I, I mean on the quarterbacks. Um because they've been the number one pick the vast majority of the time, but there's also some other interesting players that are that might be hall of famers. That were yeah, no, one I, picks. I don't
0: think I don't think focusing on quarterbacks is going to get you there, my friend.
1: Okay, the Jacksonville Jaguars. A couple left, The Jacksonville but... Jaguars selected Tony Baselli number one overall.
0: Uh, oh my gosh, you picked the wrong, you picked the wrong guy.
1: Orlando Pace was selected number one overall as a left tackle. Orlando Pace, yep. But isn't Baselli in the Hall of Fame? All
0: right, so with Baseli, he he, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Are we sure he was selected number one in the NFL draft or if he just wasn't taken in some kind of
1: a... He was the number one pick in the expansion draft for sure from... uh, uh, the he team. was
0: the second pick in the '95 draft. Oh. There, that's your problem. Bummer.
1: But you picked uh, up. I'm pa- th- I took a pace. I knew. Th- I knew that was coming. That was in the back heels. You know, the Jets traded that pick. They had that pick. They uh, Bill Parcells' his first move was trading that pick to the St. Louis Rams uh, for the eighth pick, where they drafted James Farrier and then two guys who didn't make the team. Thanks. <laughs> But he's a genius. He never gets it wrong, Bill, except there. It's like, uh, hey, uh, who are you going to have play left tackle? back eh, figure it out. You, you don't want this guy? He's probably best left tackle prospect we've ever seen. Nah. Uh, let, let him be a yeah, Hall of Famer Yeah, I don't think Buscelli
0: is actually in the – he's not actually in the Hall of Fame. Wow. He's not in the – he's in the college football Hall of Fame, but he's not in the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's
1: probably not even deserving. Yeah. Um, I just remember he was the number 1 pick in the expansion draft. So maybe that's right. where I got it confused. Right. And that's where you got it confused. Um, but
0: he was the number 1 pick. Okay.
1: So let's think about it. Any... He was the number
0: 1 pick in the expansion draft by the Houston Texans yeah. in 2002, yeah, right? Yeah. Texans. Right. Yeah. But he was the number 2 pick in 95. He was the told. Jacksonville Jaguars' the first ever First player. ever pick. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Um <laughs> You know,
0: it's interesting who took who did Carolina take number 1 then because they came in in the same season. So Carolina must have had the first pick. Yeah, they took uh Kerry Collins. There you go. That was your number
1: one pick. Yeah, he is not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I can assure you. <laughs> <laughs> Helped you out there. No, he was a good player. Well Kajana Carter uh was, was number three to the Cincinnati Bengals after Baselli. Um there's a wide receiver here who went number one who might be a Hall of Famer maybe on that list. Uh,
0: but You're missing an obvious quarterback. You're missing an obvious running back, and then you're missing what I would consider
1: another obvious quarterback. But yeah, so I, I, I'm pretty sure he was the number one pick. I just don't want to blow it with the running back. I've been keeping him in my back pocket. Um, I just I wonder if somebody else was drafted one spot ahead of him something is fighting me on the fact that he was a number one pick um so then go to the quarterbacks there's there's definitely two number one overall draft
0: pick quarterbacks that are definitely in the hall of fame yeah yeah um and don't risk it on the running back because there's still two running backs on this list but if you're if you're uneasy.
1: Well, I mean, look. The obvious answer is Jamarcus Russell, so I'll throw that out there, and we could all move on. He you was know, number, number one, number one overall, and just what a career! Oh my God, I mean, really, something else like Ryan Leaf was even like, wow, that's that's super impressive. He
0: may be in the Foot Ruckers
1: Hall of Fame. He is. He is. He is in the. He is actually also in the, uh, Cuyahoga County Bail uh Bail Bondsman Hall of Fame, um, largest single bail earned by his particular incident, um, after three a.m. <laughs> Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Quarterbacks drafted number one overall that are in the Hall of Fame that were unbelievable players. Um, Troy Aikman. You got it. that, that was the guy I thought was obvious. Okay. So that's. I mean, I gave you five. So I got four. Out yeah, of you five. got
0: four out of five. So, uh, here is. Was Marshall
1: Falk was the running back I was thinking of? Was no, he, he was one? not. He was like he the was number one. He was number one. two. I think he was number two overall.
0: Uh, You had uh, Earl Campbell.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. That would have been a guy that I thought of, but I wasn't sure he was drafted number one overall. Uh, 1969.
0: We went back to 1969 for this The number one overall pick in the draft.
1: The Jukes. O.J. Simpson, number one in... Not going to talk about that California thing. Quitted murder charges as well as norm mcdonald I don't like to talk uh,
0: about that California thing.
1: His his uh routine on OJ is the best have you ever heard? He's like, uh, he's like, OJ really got it bad. He's like, I feel bad for him. He's like, why do you feel bad for OJ? Well, OJ, you know, got uh acquitted on these murder charges, but then he got convicted on these charges of burglary and got sent to prison for 20 years. Once he gets to prison, there's a pecking order. Double murders. Are treated like gods. They're already at the high end. If you're a petty thief, you got long nights in the shower coming for you, buddy.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't think O. J. Simpson had to worry about
1: that, honestly. No, but it's funny, it's like, you know it's like, no, 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 I did it. I'm a double murderer. It's like, nah, we all saw the trial. If it doesn't fit, you gotta quit. Get in there and get that dress on, OJ.
0: Uh, one guy on this list I literally knew nothing about. I-, I remember us being in Tampa and driving by something with this guy's name on it, like he owned something, and I-, I was like, I didn't even know who it was. And you're like, you don't know him? He's the greatest player in Tampa Bay
1: history. Uh, Rogers? Leroy Selman. Oh, Leroy Selman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Leroy Selman. He was a linebacker, defensive player, right? Was he uh, a- if you say so. He's either that or a running back, but we'll find out <laughs> <laughs> I think he was a defensive player Yeah, I'm I almost think. positive he was Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Leroy Selman. And the
0: last guy on the list won four Super Bowls Yeah, it was
1: a tackle Someone was a tackle Wait, so say this again? The last guy on the list Won four Super Bowls Ooh, Not coming to mind Terry Bradshaw. Oh, there you go. Okay, I didn't know he was number one overall. Number one pick out of? Uh, Terry went to uh, Oklahoma? Louisiana Tech, oh. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Louisiana right? Tech, they yeah. The
0: Raging, are they the Raging Cajuns or is that Louisiana
1: State? Uh, no, I thought the and Cajun were Southwest Louisiana.
0: Oh, wow. Directional, directional state. You got me on that one.
1: Yeah. No, Uh, Louisiana Tech um, are, uh, I want to say, the Bulldogs? Uh, I I think the Bulldogs, but you got to look that up because I don't know for sure. All
0: right. Louisiana Tech is... The Bulldogs. <laughs> how the hell did you know that? It's ridiculous.
1: You want to know how? Um, the guy who interviewed me for the Buffalo Wild Wings job, Louisiana Tech. So
0: I i, I remember—I remember you saying that. So I you learned about every that,
1: yeah. football player that went to Louisiana Tech, <laughs> just so I had any, conversational any, uh, pieces. Any guesses? Current- oh, you, you know who went coach? there? Yeah, there's one name you'll know. Uh, do you know who broke Geno Smith's jaw prior to the start of the? I think it was 2012 season. That wasn't Cromartie. No, it was but it, I.K. It, Incompale.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I
1: really he was that a that. linebacker from a Louisiana Tech.
0: Any, uh, any guess at Louisiana Tech's head football coach?
1: Any guess at Louisiana Tech's head football coach currently? Yeah.
0: <sighs> he is the son of a famous football coach.
1: He's actually a junior,
0: but he goes by a different first. He's got one of those, like, first names that you give to a kid instead of, like, calling him junior. You call him, you know, one of those Oh, what, kinda...
1: like uh, Holtz's kid? Like Lou Holtz Jr.? Like Skippy? Yeah, you got it. Skippy? You got it,
0: Skippy. <laughs> yeah, Skippy Holtz. He's the
1: coach of Louisiana Tech?
0: Yeah. No way. Skippy Holtz.
1: <laughs> Since when?
0: Since when? I don't know. Uh... Gosh, I got to get back to it? It's
1: weird that I didn't know that, though. Like, was he coached three years? He must have been. I I vaguely remember having that as part of the conversation, but I don't think he's very good.
0: The Bulldogs have been coached by Skippy Holtz, and they've won their last six
1: consecutive bowl games. Hey, Skip, look at you, like peanut butter. Nope.
0: Eight seasons, I guess?
1: I don't know. Hey, that's that's a career. Are you kidding me? Good for them.
0: Yeah, eighth season, 56 and 36. Winning percentage of 609.
1: Yeah, I remember they had, like, um, uh, they had a guy who was the coach for a while named Derek Dooley, and he he's the son of um, a guy who was, like, a NFL legend, and Dooley... I forgot exactly what it was, but he was like, uh, he was hired off the Dolphins, uh, Dolphins thing. And like, he was going to become our tight ends coach. And then he got hired by Louisiana Tech. I just remember thinking, like, that's probably an upgrade. <laughs>
0: like, All right. Listen, the, the, the Raging Cajuns are the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. Oh, okay. That's the Raging Cajuns. So, so what's the-
1: Southwest Louisiana State?
0: I have no idea. I don't even know if that exists. That might have been from a football movie or something.
1: No, I actually would almost guarantee you that the school you just told me used to be called this. I I will, I'm almost positive. I think it was renamed University of Louisiana Lafayette. Yep, University of Louisiana Lafayette, formerly Southwest uh, Louisiana State University. Gotcha, all right, well done.
0: Well done, thought I had you.
1: That was, was a like, good, that, that's a good name change.
0: Southwest. Trust me, I bet all these bowl games. So usually, I you know, something rings a bell. But well, uh,
1: usually when you're studying uh team nicknames and you hear uh the Raging Cajun, it sticks with it you. It is a good one. It is a good one. Yep, absolutely. So I wonder when they did that name change.
0: Right around the time UTEP was that was that a name change UTEP?
1: yeah University of Texas El Paso,
0: yeah but were they called something else
1: mm. I think they were yeah, anyway,
0: there's definitely one of those Texas schools went through a day name, name change
1: yeah, I'll have to get the uh the history of it here and uh, figure out when they were called what maybe I'm making a mistake. No, no, no. They, yeah, they were founded as Southwestern Louisiana Industrial Institute, Southwestern Louisiana State University. And then uh, USL was renamed University of Louisiana Lafayette, 1999. So there you go.
0: 99. 99. Right, 21 years. You yep. should have the right name after 21
1: years. Yep. All right. Uh, uh, here
0: you go. Texas Western.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you, you go. That, Texas right? Western. That's right. Yeah. Didn't they Texas win, Western. like, the title? as like the only African American
0: that that's actually a different school, Western Kentucky, which also is a different Western Kentucky or
1: what, what Texas Texas Western is now called UTEP. Okay. But the Western team Western Kent- but the team that won uh the first like African American team that won the NCAA tournament, they made a movie about them. They weren't in Texas, I thought they were in Texas. They're in Kentucky. They were in Kentucky. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, all right, here's my my last sports trivia question before we move on to geography history. Playing from 1972 all the way until he retired in 1988 with the initials A.G., who is the ABA's all-time leader in rebounds per game and number three in the history of the National Basketball Association? Underrated it- guy. His uh, initials are A.G., and he played from 72 to 88, third all-time in rebounds per game in NBA history, and first all-time in ABA history.
0: Does he share his name with a
1: r singer? Maybe? Al Green. No, that's a great... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Good shout-out, though. Good A.G. All
0: right, sorry, one more time, and then I'll give up. Dude, I just, okay, so playing from
1: 1972 until 1988 with the initials AG, who is third all time in the history of the NBA in rebounds per game and first in ABA history in rebounds per game.
0: Yeah, I didn't watch any. I didn't watch any ABA. I, I can't believe he's third in A- NBA and I don't know him. I mean, how how's that even possible? Um, and he played.
1: Up until I was 10 years old. it's a name you've heard for sure. It just, again, my contention is just super underrated. Like, not a guy that comes, you know.
0: So he's, wait, he's third all-time in the NBA or third all-time in in
1: basketball? Yeah, third all-time in the NBA's history. Because he played only, like, six seasons in the ABA. Before he spent 12 seasons in the NBA. And this is rebounds per game, not total rebounds.
0: Oh, 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 gotcha. All right. Gotcha. Did you say that already? Rebounds per yes. game? Yes. That's what I missed. That's what I missed. Gotcha. Rebounds per game. Okay. Totally different. Yeah. I'm like, there's, this is impossible. There's no way the guy who's number three in NBA, in, in NBA history, in, uh, not total rebounds, re-
1: rebound per right, game right, right, average. Right.
0: Yep. Rebounds per game. Um, all right, I give up.
1: Artis Gilmore. Not an Artis Gilmore guy? No, 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 no. Played just forever, man. He's a heck of a player. Know. Yeah, it's a uh, big career. All right, I, I mean, again, I only knew it because I was looking through this stuff. I was like, oh, that's an interesting I'll that's stick. An interesting I'll
0: one. stick with my Al Green guess as being. Al
1: Green. Not like a bad it. guess. <laughs> that was how he used to check into hotel rooms when he was with the mistresses. Who will be checking in, sir? Al Green.
0: Uh, Let's go to geography history.
1: Let's. uh, Acadians.
0: Do it. From Canada moved to what U.S. state? Acadians from Canada moved to what U.S. state? Alaska? Nope. (sighs) Minnesota? I think it's a little-known fact that that's where these people came from. There's a group of people... That now go by a different name than Acadians, but they moved from Canada to the state and now make up a large group. Mormons?
1: So, I mean, no, it's, it is a little known fact that they moved from Canada to a group, because right? I've never heard of a, a group of Canadians, except the ones that are in... Uh, Hollywood, Florida, during the off-season from Quebec.
0: They're popular in the southwest part of the state. Of this state? Our state? No, not of this state. Of the state I'm looking for is the right answer. What group prevalent in the southwestern part of their state came from Canada? They were the Acadians.
1: Man, total blank. Uh, They're known for raging. Louisiana?
0: (laughs) Yes, the Cajuns. That's where they came from. What? Cajuns come from Canada. Yeah, I thought they were from France. No, they. You know how there's French Canadians? Yeah, yeah. That's where, that's where they came from. They came from Canada, not from France. Really? Yeah. People think they came from France, but no, they actually came from Canada. They were the Acadians, and then they became
1: the Cajuns. So the Acadians are all called French Canadians.
0: You got it. Okay. Canadians, they moved to Sto- Louisiana and became the Cajuns.
1: Wow, that that really is a very interesting dynamic. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I never would have guessed that, not in a million years. Right. Yeah,
0: well, if you, it, it, what's what's funny is you've heard of Creoles, right?
1: Yeah, I've heard of Creoles. Absolutely. Yeah, so the
0: Creoles are, are the people who are descendants of actual the, the French people.
1: Okay, but you see the difference. The yes. C-
0: Cajuns are people that came from. French. The eastern part of Canada, the Acadians.
1: Wow, it's crazy. I didn't know that there were any differentiation between those two groups. <laughs> right,
0: that's the differentiation <laughs> there. That's excellent. The Creoles and Acadians.
1: All right. Um, let me give you this one to start off. I'm going to ask you any year, Nick, that Galileo Galilei was alive?
0: Yeah, I should get this. I'm going to say he was alive. Now, I'm not going to say the year yet, but I'm going to say, was he alive? And if I'm wrong, on this will we'll save time during the 1500s. Yes. Okay. I felt good about that. I felt good that he was alive at some point during the 1500s. Um, now, was he alive in the earlier part of that century or the later part? Well, I'm going to move to the later part and say 1565.
1: He was born in 1564. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Boom. 1564 to 1642. Galileo. Yeah, I, I had Galileo. him at the
0: later part. I had him at the later part of the
1: 1500s. So you got to <laughs> talk about <getting laughs> that. And that's great. I'm glad
0: I didn't go 1550 right in the middle. And yeah, that's I, for sure. I, was, I was thinking about do I split the
1: difference or do I move? To the later part of the century, it's fantastic. All right, you got one more geography history before we entertain. I it. do.
0: Of the continents with more than one country, which has the smallest population? There are five continents with more than one country. Of those five, which has the smallest population? Europe. That is incorrect.
1: Oh, sh- well, no, because there's only one country there. Really? Really? Africa, Asia, North America, South America, and Europe. And you're telling me Europe is not the smallest population-wise. That's what I'm telling you. All right. Um, Africa? Also incorrect. South America? South America. Wow. That's surprising to me.
0: Well, it's it's
1: newer. That's true. Big countries, a lot of land
0: seems like it's got like a lot of danger. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. It's true. Um, all right. Give it's you... actually not that far off from North America, though. I mean, like you think in terms of North America's fourth. Europe is third behind Asia and Africa. Um, but North America with 579 million, South America with 422 million.
1: Fair enough. All right, um, what word means sacred carvings in Greek?
0: Hieroglyphics? Yes! All right. It sounds e- Egyptian, but hier- like when you think of hieroglyphics, I think of Egypt, but...
1: It's of course, Greek. but but I- who had to name it? <laughs> who <laughs> who, who, who discovered I it? I don't
0: speak anything, I don't speak uh, right. Egyptian. Y- yeah, you so. can't say...
1: Funny guy with hands pointing in opposite directions, head and duck. Like, that doesn't mean hieroglyphics. You know what I mean? You can't yep. use hieroglyphics to write hieroglyphics. You need another language to call it that.
0: Yep. Well, that was what made the Rosetta Stone uh, so valuable. 100 It was
1: written in uh, Greek, right? Yep, absolutely. It was. A, that's how they were able to finally translate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, all right. Let's uh, s- entertain them. Last category. We've already given them a full hour.
0: Okay, released in 1976, who is on the best selling poster of all time? Released in 1976, who is on the best selling poster of all time?
1: John Travolta? No. <laughs> you know what I had in my head? That picture of him from Saturday Night Fever wearing the disco thing, like, you know, pointing up at the, <laughs> at the sky.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the problem is the, the biggest buyer of posters out there is young men. And as much as John Travolta would like to be the best-selling poster of all time.
1: This was the 70s. Uh, so uh, who was who that woman in Shawshank Redemption? Didn't he have a picture on the wall? In Shawshank Redemption.
0: Yeah, you're thinking of Rita Hayworth's uh, photo. But it, then he had it, another you know, one. He had like Bridget couple...
1: Bardot the next, like after that. It's like, what's the Yeah, I think use? it was Faye Dunaway was one Faye of Dunaway. them, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, so 76.
0: This is an iconic 1976 poster.
1: Yeah, like a, it's got to be a woman, right? Hot woman. It's a woman. Daisy Duke's leaning over there. So
0: a woman in a, I believe, a red bathing suit.
1: Yeah, I don't know her name, but I know the picture. So Farrah Fawcett. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that classic Farrah Fawcett shot. That was the best-selling. Boy, she had a tough end. Didn't she die the Shocking same? to me. Didn't she actually. die the same day as somebody else? Like yeah, huge? only
0: Michael Jackson. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> 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 like, when I, even when even I hear that name, I'm like, oh, she got gypped in death.
0: <laughs> People to this day there like, wait, she's dead? I didn't realize she died. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she died the same day as on Michael, Michael
1: Jackson. Ja- oof, oof, that's that's hard. Uh, all but right.
0: she's got the best-selling poster of all time. So, Good for you, hey, Farrah.
1: Good for you. Um, like what Midwestern artist caused? There's also eight- a great
0: poster of Joe Namath in the shower
1: with Farrah Fawcett. Like they have towels on,
0: but it's oh, a classic. I love it. That might be a good one for you. That what a life you got a, that bir- guy you got had a birthday it. coming up. See if I can get that on a bag. <laughs> what a life that guy had. <laughs> for your fridge. That'd be a great.
1: Absolutely, great that's what baguette. I need. In my seven year old scene. Um, what Midwestern artist caused a mass bidding war for his services before finally signing with Warner Brothers Records at age 17? Uh, one more time. I think I know this. What Midwestern artist caused a mass bidding war for Prince. his services? Yes. Absolutely. 17 years old, seven record companies offered him a deal.
0: He was so unbelievable.
1: Both parents were jazz age. musicians. Did you know that it
0: was? Yeah. I mean, he grew up with that, with all those funk jazz musicians and both his parents were jazz
1: musicians. I mean, it's, that's, it's like the perfect formula. You know what I mean? It's like Yao Ming. His father was a basketball player. His mother was a track star.
0: Yeah. It's great. I read a whole thing on Prince as like a young kid and just like how he got discovered and all. And it was like, it, it, he, his talent jumped out to the point where I was like, he didn't walk into any room, pick up an instrument, and not every other musician in the room didn't realize that he was better than them at literally every immediately <laughs> at everything. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, you, it, ever it's like, yeah, hear... it's almost like like The Natural or, or Babe Ruth with a baseball. Did like you, it was did just. Did you ever his... hear
1: the story? Um, God, which comedian was this that, that told it? But about Prince, it was amazing. So Prince had like a bodyguard, right? And the bodyguard would sleep in a hotel room opposite to Prince, right? When he would be on the road. So one night, okay. Prince calls his bodyguard at like 3 o'clock in the morning and goes, listen, man, there's some motherfucking voices coming from the motherfucking walls. Get your motherfucking ass in here right now. So guy gets up, walks into the room, and he's like, look, I'm telling you, I'm hearing motherfucking voices coming from these motherfucking walls all night long, and it won't stop, and it won't let me get to sleep. So he's like, okay, I don't know what to tell you, dude. You're losing your mind, whatever else. Uh, you know, he's like, just go back to sleep, whatever else. He's like, no, 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 man. You get in here, you pretend you're me. And he, like, took him into a different room. He's like, you pretend you're me, you go to sleep, and then you fucking listen, right? So they switched. So the bodyguard goes in there. All of a sudden, he's closing his eyes, closes the lights. He starts hearing Bible verses getting read in a quiet voice. Turns out a woman had crawled into the ventilator shaft in his hotel room. And was reading Bible verses to Prince for two days. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? No. Uh, he thought he was insane. You know, you imagine like you're sleeping and all of a sudden you hear like a quiet woman's voice reading the Bible.
0: No. I can't <laughs> even imagine that that, that story. <laughs> it's the best story.
1: <laughs> So uh, so he was not insane. They dragged the woman out of the thing and arrested her <laughs> like, you know, once they brought in the police. Uh so good times. Um yeah, all right. You got one? I have My two turn. more for Last you. One here? I got two all more right. for you, but
0: Oh, okay, all right. Uh what were the first two words Tidman says to Dorothy? What are the first two words the Tin Man says to Dorothy?
1: I I was trying to come up with a punchline before I came up with an answer, but I just wasn't, you know. Like, I. among the many thoughts that rolled through my head was, damn, bitch, or watch out, or nice shoes, uh, or... Where's your mask? Um... Well, there's a guy hanging from that tree. Right. Did you ever see that? Yeah, in the background, yes. The man yeah, who killed himself as they're the merrily going down the yellow brick road. Yeah, that was a little disturbing.
0: Is that the same scene? Is it the scene where she first I, sees the Tin Man, I, I think? I, b-
1: I don't know, but I believe it's as they're like going down the yellow brick road. Like there's like a drop. I remember seeing it very clear. Yes. Um, you know
0: what's creepy? Did you ever see the scene in Three Men and a Baby where the kid is in the curtain?
1: Oh, yeah. 100%. Don't yeah, like that creepy. at all. Don't like nah. that at all. Um. Okay. Let's
0: that way. Nah. If you remember when she first stumbles upon him, he's like all rusted shut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And can't he's move. like he's like trying to point
1: or something. Like yeah, he's... he's
0: pointing at something.
1: Yeah, you're right. He's pointing. Yeah, he's pointing.
0: At, oil at me. Something. Oil can. Oil can. Okay. Oil, oil me.
1: Can. Yeah. yeah. Oil me. Oil can Boyd. Um, Dennis Boyd. Miss him. All right, Nick. Thomas F. Wilson played what reoccurring character in three separate Robert Zemeckis films? And one more time? Thomas F. Wilson played what reoccurring character in three separate 1980s Robert Zemeckis films?
0: When I think of Robert Zemeckis and three films, I think of Back to the Future. Am I wrong? You are not. Well, I know he doesn't play Doc Brown. And I know he's not Marty McFly. So I'm going to say Buzz. Uh, wait, 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 no. is, wait. His name is a Buzz. Uh,
1: <laughs> you're right. You're, <like, laughs> you're right there. You got. You went all the way to it, and then you're like Buzz. Wait, wait, hold on. I, I, I get it. I get ah. it. I get it. Um, ah.
0: Oh man, why am I drawing a blank on? I mean, this you're character? you're
1: all over it. Two letters at the end. It starts with a B. It's short. <laughs> You're all over it. Biff. Yes. <laughs> Biff Tannen. Biff right? Tannen. Absolutely. Yes. That's Absolutely. Thomas F. Wilson played the iconic Biff Tannen, one of the greatest characters. I got all the way created. there and
0: said Buzz. I mean, buzz. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. the brother in Home Alone. Yep, yep, the sure one. was. But...
1: <laughs> so what was funny is, have you ever heard of the, the uh, TV show Freaks and Geeks?
0: Yes, I think I actually saw an episode of
1: it. It's it's a great show. It was Judd Apatow's first uh, real yeah, work. Yeah, that's
0: why I think I tried it. Was it was James Franco in it?
1: Yeah, that's that's how he got his start. But and Seth was Seth, Seth Rogen got his yeah. start. Uh, James Franco. Um, uh, it's is, just you know what it was. I
0: watched it. By the time I watched it, I wasn't of the age anymore. No, what, no. Because here's I mean? the
1: thing: the the show is set in 1980, and it was made in 2000s, like. Five or six, so right. it, it all was exactly the wrong timing for us because it was about a time right before we were born, and it was made right after we wouldn't been watching that type of stuff.
0: I, I, exactly, it's exactly right. Um, but but I tried it because I was like, wait, Seth Rogen, James Franco were in a Judd Apatow show. You know, it, it was probably you know years after it came out. And I I tried
1: to watch it, but it was. Um, what is it about college or high school? No, high school. Okay, Devi- yeah. definitely about high school. But like, uh, remember that show? Um. Uh, Party Down that we liked. Yes. So, like, one of the main characters is that like geeky writer with the glasses and the long hair. You know, Ronan. I, I, yeah, he's actually yeah. That, that
0: guy is in the last uh, Spider-Man movie. Yeah,
1: like, yeah. I just,
0: yeah, just I just saw it. Yeah, like, is he's that awesome. the guy from Party Down.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he's he was a star, and uh, that whole group was like a group together. Um, there was dude. If you go look at the cast, it's crazy. Busy Phillips got her start there too. She's had a pretty successful career. And the guest stars are ridiculous. It's all of Sandler's crew. Like, in the first episode, it's, uh, you know, uh, 10 Second Tom, uh, Alan, uh, what's his name, Colbert, Um, and all these different guest appearances. So the gym teacher, I'm watching the first episode, who's the gym teacher? Biff Tannen. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, my God, Biff. Perfect gym teacher. (laughs) That's fantastic. So there's your uh, tie-it-all-together. All All right, you got one more... uh, Entertainment, or are you done? Yeah, I can give you one if you want. Yeah, go for it. I have one more, and we'll we'll call it a, a show. I,
0: I love this question because, and it's nothing against the one lady. It's just that I know how much this meant to her, and the fact that she won it, yet tied. It's almost like...
1: Just like don't like even give Reynolds, it to me.
0: If Renee Zollweger had tied. You know, it's like nothing against her, but it's just what it made me laugh. Anyway... What two actresses tied in 1969 for the Best Actress Academy Award?
1: Oh, I don't have the slightest idea. Um, Katherine Hepburn?
0: Yes. There you go. Ten points. You, she won four of them. And that's what makes it so funny to me. It's like Katherine Hepburn needed this Oscar like she needed a hole in the head.
1: Right. This was the I figured <laughs> that what what was I mean? the, the that was the one that was going to win it. And you had to tie like, really, really? Yeah.
0: Like, why couldn't you just give it to this other Woman, it would have like ma-
1: given Michael, the co-MVP during Malone's year,
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter to her at all by this point. And yet this other woman who and I just I find her to be annoying. I literally I don't know that much about her. She's just I find her to be annoying. But, you know, that's why I think it's funny.
1: I, I don't even have a guess for the second one to be honest with you. I, Catherine Hepper was the one person I was praying could be a correct answer. In the, in <laughs> the, the movie's time. called Funny Girl. Barbara Streisand.
0: Barbara Streisand, you got it. Oh, okay,
1: yeah, I knew that. Is, isn't
0: that hilarious though? Like, Barbara Streisand wins the best actress, and she's got to share it with Catherine Hepper.
1: <laughs> yeah, didn't she win another? Did she win another one? No, Barbara. She was nominated. She was nominated for Yentl. For sure,
0: but well, she did not win.
1: Well, I guess not. And right. uh, didn't she do another movie with like James Brolin or something that she got? In what, was that it? called
0: Nuts? I know she was in a movie. No, called Nuts. <laughs> no this was
1: <laughs> this was something much later, and it was like some horrible thing that I would never go see. I
0: liked her in the Fockers films.
1: But oh yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. That was a decent decent role for her. Um, all right, here we go, uh, Nick. This actually from Barbara Streisand. This is a nice transition somehow. Stooge Samuel Horowitz went by what name?
0: Uh, Stooge Samuel Horowitz Mm -hmm. went by what name? Yep. Oh, man. See, now, three of them are brothers, right? Correct. Three of them are brothers, and then there's Larry. Larry Fine. So there's Larry, and then, see, they were never, all the brothers were never there at the same time, because it was always correct. Mo and Larry, and then it, there was Curly, who would swap out, and Shem, who would swap out, who were brothers. Correct. Um, so the question is, is the Horowitz group the brothers? I gotta start with that. It is. I, I, okay, because because Larry Fine,
1: right? Yeah, I just told you, Larry Fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, Larry Fine, right.
1: So it's the Horowitz Gr- So A group of Irishmen. <laughs> hey tor of irishman
0: yes that's right uh, um It came right over right.
1: from belfast to brooklyn
0: so mo mo curly and shemp and w- what's the name i'm looking for again? samuel samuel is samuel shemp or is he curly i'm gonna say samuel was curly
1: samuel was shemp
0: oh you son <laughs> of a bitch
1: Little-known stooge Samuel Horowitz went by what name? I left that modest clue. Clearly
0: not little-known. Correct, no.
1: Uh, <laughs> the reason why he was called Shemp was his mother was from Latvia and had a huge Latvian accent, and his name was Sam, and when she said Sam, it came out Shemp. So if you ever want to know what a Latvian accent <laughs> sounds like, apparently that's what it sounds like. So, All right. All right, man. Do Don't forget rap. to
0: play us out on uh, Cougar Mellon Camp.
1: Oh, that's. Huh. Uh, uh, oh, I was going to do uh, the one that I said was good, right? His n- newer one that was good? Yeah. Peace something. It's called Peaceful World. Yeah, I was about Peace. to do something different, so I'm glad you reminded me. All right, guys. 163 in the books. Book it. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information.
0: You think it